Welcome to Just Beat Us, the podcast about the real side of living with type 1 every day. Your hosts are Millie and Jeline. This podcast is for anyone who wants to commiserate, swap war stories, and build a community of support around Just Beat Us. Hey everyone, this is Millie. This is Jeline. And you are listening to the Just Beat Us podcast. And our episode topic today is social media. So that covers a lot of different platforms. Um, So I think we'll be touching on a little bit of all of them Um, and really just how we use social media um, to talk about our diabetes, to help our diabetes treatment, um, and just sort of the community around that. So um, Jalene is our our social media expert on the show. <laughs> I don't know about expert, but <laughs> so she's going to start out just a little bit telling us about like her use of social media. Yeah. Um, so I created an Instagram account, uh, just almost exactly three years ago. Millie and I were just sitting here. I'm like, I'm going to scroll back and see when my first post actually was. And it was February 7th of 2017. And, um, I, I decided to start, an Instagram account dedicated to type one after I came across, uh, the sweet librarian. I'm sure if you're listening and you're a diabetic, you probably follow her if you have social media. Um, her name's Kendall. Um, and she's a huge influencer in the type one community. Um, and I reached out to her. I messaged her, I think on like my normal personal Instagram and was like, I, I love your account. I really want to connect with other people my age. And like, I want to make a diabetes account. I also like want it to be public, but then I don't know. I was like worried about other people I knew following me that are my friends or family members or friends of friends. I'm like, Oh, they're going to think this is so stupid, which (laughs) I don't know. I, I even give a shit about that. I don't anymore. So I started an account back in February, 2017. And I would say social media has played such a positive role in my care specifically, as well as connections I've made with other type ones that would have never happened if I did not create that Instagram account. That's awesome. And so I like am not super active on social media. I like have a Facebook personal page, obviously, and I don't think I ever posted anything about diabetes until like last summer when I got the CGM and it was like such a life-changing thing for me that I like made my first diabetes post and (laughs) there are a million comments and shares and like whatever that was nice but it's just like not something that I've ever been like super public about from a social media perspective and I didn't really know that it could be a tool for that like literally until I talked to you and you were like, oh, well, there's this person and there's this person. And like these people like share cool videos and these people like are helpful from like a care perspective. And these people are just like relatable. And I was like, this is a thing. Like I had no idea that it was a thing. You have like a personal account and then like a type one diabetes account. Mm-hmm. And like the only reason why I follow either of them is because like I know you through other people, you know, like right. I know you in person and like. Otherwise, I never would have known there even was this community. Right. I've like veered away from my personal Instagram, actually. Um, And I'm definitely more active on the type one account. And I'm really trying to um, like make them cohesive. Like I'm trying to not just post stuff about diabetes on the diabetes account. Like 
just trying to make other connections other than, hey, like we all have diabetes. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, having people get to know me beyond the diabetes aspect. But yeah, I mean, I had no idea. And still, I mean, it's, it's such a huge community. It's massive. And I think that plays into like when we were talking about pet peeves, even too, about how people don't even know what type one diabetes is. And I'm like, but there's so many people right. <laughs> that have it. And like, but then again, I'm also like surrounding myself in it every single day. So I get it. Right. Well, I sort of like I had two girls that I went to high school with that had diabetes. Like, I don't think I knew anyone in college that had diabetes. So, like, it was very, not isolating, but, like, it was my problem, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it always just kind of felt like my problem and, like, nobody else really cares. Like, nobody else really gets what it means outside of, like, you know, really, really, like, the closest family, honestly. And so, like... I kind of dipped my toe in like, not even really finding a community, but finding like other resources outside of my care management team just by like Googling things when I started to take on more, like a more active role in my care and being like, oh, I got the Medtronic CGM and like, how does that work? And like, this isn't working for me or how do you restart it? Or like, what's good tape? Like, so, and I just Google questions and then I wound up on some like forums and that was like the first like online information that Mm -hmm. I got. And I wound up, um, this actually got me into Reddit, which I only ever knew Reddit as like 4chan and like gamer trolls and basically like <laughs> the scum of the internet was what I thought of Reddit. And there's like a really nice type one diabetes Reddit, um, community where like people post like troubleshooting questions. There's a great Dexcom subreddit too, where people just go and like, it's all like troubleshooting and it's all just other people who have dealt with stuff offering information so like that was always really helpful to me but I never it's so different from Instagram because it's like you're never going to know these people it's all purely anonymous it's not anyone that like right people don't really post like pictures of themselves you know like the Instagram side of it is way more like humanizing where I'm like oh my god like there are like other like 30 somethings going out and like having fun who like are dealing with my problems Right. And that's what I feel like your account is too. Like you have your personal stuff that you post about on it too, because like you have type one diabetes, but you're also a person. And it's like, (laughs) it's it's like nice to see both sides of that. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest takeaway has been connecting with other females my age. I mean, there are plenty of guys on there too and everything. And, but I mean, my connections have been with females around my age, um, all over the country, even all over the world, which is like, this is probably going to sound dumb, but like, I don't think about type one in other countries. Like, I don't know why I just, I mean, other than Canada, because they got it together, (laughs) but um, (laughs) like in other parts of the world, I'm like, oh, I wonder what happens when they get diagnosed. I wonder what do they use when they first get diagnosed? Are the products the same worldwide? Like it's, it's, crazy to think about. And there are people who have their personal accounts from all over the world. I actually had a company based in Australia. I think they're called Not Just a Patch and it's for different um, devices. And they sent me a couple of their products uh, to try out, which I haven't yet. But I'm like, oh, like this is a thing everywhere. And so Instagram has been definitely my most used platform with type 1 diabetes to connect with others and vent and share and explore 
Yeah, and I I think it's nice because, like, people will do stories and, like, little snippets that's just like, oh, this is my day-to-day life. It's not as, you know, it's not a permanent thing. It's not, like, set in stone. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like once you put something on the internet, it's there forever. But, like, if you're just posting the story, it's, like, you can be more relatable and just, like, seeing people, like, struggling with the same things that I struggle with. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, not an island. Or, like, here's an idea of, like, how Mm -hmm. I'm tackling this. Um, which like, I think my concept for the podcast, when we first like started talking about this was like, I don't necessarily want it to be like a bettering thing. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff about wellness out there and like, there's a lot of probably more, um, legit sources than (laughs) us for like helpful information. But like, I wanted to listen to someone like me, you know, like I want to see someone like me and like yeah, like, I don't need to just complain all the time. I don't need to just talk about bettering myself all the time. But just, like, having someone to relate to is really helpful. Yeah, totally. I'm really glad you said that, actually, because, yeah, we might have helpful tips or we might talk about our care and everything. But, I mean, I think the gist of this podcast is to be relatable. And we're kind of funny. And (laughs) (laughs) I I think a lot of people go through the same stuff that we go through. But don't really talk about it. So hopefully that is helpful in itself. Right. And it's like all of the Instagram accounts that you like showed me and now I follow. I'm like, oh yeah, like cool. Like other people have figured out (laughs) that White Claws are such an easy thing to like drink (laughs) in the summer, you know, like, and just like little stuff like that. Um, Yes, definitely. And it's all been very like welcoming and you know, I comment, like, I never comment on anyone's posts except for, like, my close friends, but I'll, like, comment and be like, oh, yeah, like, I had a day like that, too, and it's like, uh, oh, this rando who, like, doesn't really have any reason to respond to me responds to me because, yep. like, we're kind of in it together, so thank you for exposing me to that world. It has been really helpful. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> Another benefit, too, is... um Like when it comes to supplies and people in need, people will post stuff on Instagram, whether they're trying to to donate something or whether someone is in need of something, will post on social media. And like the response is is astounding. People who donate, you know, supplies, either they switched pumps or they are using the G6 and not the G5 anymore, which was myself. I donated, I mailed out some G5 sensors to some other girls because I don't, I can't use them anymore, and it would break my heart to throw them in the trash and be like, oh well, I'll just keep them oh just God. because. Never, never. <laughs> so. I still have supplies from like 15 years ago that like no one will ever want to use, but I'm like, but if the apocalypse, happens, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will want those. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, it it's just nice and it's refreshing that social media can actually be such a positive thing because I feel like most of the time we see it as being a negative thing. Yeah. I feel like I see a lot of stuff like articles about insulin rationing and stuff. And like, that is something that just like totally sets me off. Like I literally read articles about people dying and I just sit there and cry. That doesn't need to happen. Like obviously this person can't afford it. It's not their fault that that's the solution that they came to. But like, if they put a post out there, if they put a feeler out there. And I think people don't do it because of that feeling of feeling isolated and feeling like, well, this is my problem. Like, this is my cross to bear where like, if they went out, if they had a community, if they knew other people that would like, whatever, ship them a bottle of insulin or even tell them that they can buy insulin at Walmart, which is like the worst solution. But like, yeah, it's a solution. 
we should be able to help people in that situation to find a better way. So like, totally. I, I think having those connections just makes you realize that there are other options. Yes, for sure. I was at Stop and Shop uh, where I live and it was kind of late. Um, I only go to Stop and Shop when I like would get out of work because I know they close at 11. I needed a couple things. And this younger girl, I was walking by, like she kept looking at me and like I would make eye contact and smile and... I'm like, this is like kind of weird though. Like every (laughs) aisle that I'm in, I'm like, she was in. And then she was like, um, are you Jalene? Oh my God. And I was like, yes, I am. And but I'm panicked at the same time because I'm like, oh my God, should I know this person? And she's like, oh my God, I follow you. I have type one and my mom follows you. Dude, I like legit felt like a celebrity. I was (laughs) like, you are a celebrity. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. And still regretting. I'm like, I should have taken a picture with her. Um, but she was like at the gro- at Stop and Shop with her stepmom and like introduced me to her. And it was like so flattering and so nice. And it was so cute that she like said something. I think she's in high school, but, you know, I think the, the general things that I post are pretty appropriate. Except for your boob pod. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that got quite the response. That's real talk. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, like that's what I mean. I'm like, people are making a difference sometimes without even realizing it. If anyone can hear that in the background, my dog just got home. It's such a psycho. <laughs> but they're so cute. Yes. Yeah. I think like I never had a role model really growing up. Like I went to diabetes camp. So like I knew those people, but that was like, you know, for two weeks we we're all in it together. And then we didn't really keep in touch. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons being there wasn't really social media. And I'm like, no, yeah, not going to call some girl that like <laughs> I met and hung out with for two weeks. But like, I don't think I had really anyone to look up to as like a teenager of like, you're going to get through these horrible teenage years. You're going to figure out like right. getting through college and like be an adult. Whereas like, that's, that's the image that you put out there. You're like, yeah, I've been dealing with this since I was 11 and I made it and like, I'm mm-hmm. fine. And like, look at me now. I'm a normal person with like a good life. So I think just like seeing that is really nice. And I, I think it's nice for parents too. I've been approached on the beach before, like, cause I have my devices out and like some mother of a teenage girl with diabetes was like, I'm so happy to see you like out here, like mm-hmm. in your swimsuit with your devices on. And I'm like, yeah, well I was a teenager too. Once like you get right. self-conscious and then like you get over it and I'm happy to like have it out there so people can see it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's I actually feel like I have a good amount of moms of type ones who follow me my most recent post I had someone comment who was a mother who was like it's so nice to follow your journey and I can't remember exactly how old her daughter was but just mentioned like it's nice to see someone going through young adult life into an adult life and knowing that like it's somewhat normal so we've talked a bunch about like the positive stuff that we've gotten out of social media and especially Instagram. We're obviously pretty Instagram focused. <laughs> um, but like from your perspective, especially like being pretty active in the T1 community on Insta, like what are any of the negatives if there are any? For me specifically, I feel like comparison uh, is the most negative takeaway Again, that's for me because there are so many awesome women who are way more consistent than me. Their photos are way better quality than me. Like their stories are like they're funnier than me. I'm like, oh, 
I want to be them. And then I, and then I kind of like fall off for a little while, like from posting or from stories and stuff. Cause I'm like, no one's really listening or no, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not one of them, but it's, I watch all your stories. I just want to be clear. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nothing like, it's actually probably my own, it's my own negativity. It's my own like negative self-talk that I need to just like get over. But then, I mean, from things that, from anything that I've witnessed, like I don't really see much negativity as far as people being nasty to each other. Yeah. That's like a big thing, at least like with like celebrities or like more public figures, Mm -hmm. which like, I don't think anyone's like going out and finding like people with diabetes to like harass the same (laughs) way they would like, I don't know. The Bachelor was on last night and they did this whole thing about all these like horrible DMs that people had got like telling people to like kill themselves. And like, I don't know what's wrong with people on the internet. The internet is like such a mixed bag of horribleness and greatness. But like, I just think that because it's more like niche, like you're probably not, people just aren't out to be mean to people with diabetes. Right. right? I mean, mean, as far as like my personal experience, no, but I'm going to, so the sweet librarian, I'm mentioning her again, Kendall, she was like this creator of, uh, it's called Dirt. So she has these highlights in her Instagram profile called Dirt and it stands for diabetes in real time, which like, you know, you would never be able to do that every day unless you literally don't work and are at home every day and can be on your phone at every second of every day. Yeah, because it's always, always, always with you. Right. So like for one day, like a day a month, she posts diabetes in real time for a day. And I was actually laughing out loud, like listening to her story because she was like, yeah, so this guy messaged me the day she was doing diabetes in real time and was like, you know, I love, I love that idea and I love what you're doing, but your posts are a little much. Like it's, it's kind of annoying. (laughs) And she was like, that's the fucking point. (laughs) It is too much. Like all of the decisions are too much. Diabetes in real time. Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) And the whole point is to show every day. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Every decision. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. Her response was hilarious. But, um, if that's the worst of it, that's, it's actually kind of funny, but like, yeah, as far as negativity, I think that if you're only focused on the diabetes aspect of your diabetes account, or you're only following diabetes, like it can definitely become like oversaturated and overwhelming because people are constantly posting about their diabetes. So not only are you thinking about it all day, every day, because you're dealing with it, you're like surrounding yourself in it too, which can be too much. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean, I think that's probably what I've found the most. Not that I post a lot, but when I do scroll, you know, I go through phases where I'm like, oh, I'm into this. So I start following whatever and then I get over it and I stop. And so like, I think it was right after you introduced me to a bunch of accounts. I was like liking all these posts and it Instagram suggested that I follow the hashtag T1D or Mm -hmm. one of the type one related hashtags. And so I did And then it was like incessant, which is like similar to what you're saying about diabetes in real time. But I'm like, it's already incessant. And like, I don't necessarily need it reflected back to me all the time. It's like some days I do want that. Some days I do want to see people like me. And some days like, I just want to forget about it. So I think that's like, again, my own personal stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like, what mood am I in? How have my numbers been like? Right. You know, that 
doesn't necessarily have to do with the platform. It has to do with me and how I use it. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's like an easy trap to fall into where you're just like all diabetes all the time outside of even just caring for your all diabetes all the time, like can sometimes seem overwhelming. How did they get that Dexcom straight line? What did they do? Oh yeah, totally. Like, why do they look better than me? (laughs) Or even like people like posting about their challenges or whatever. And it's like, Oh, and then I was this number and it's like, well, I was just three forty. (laughs) So, but that's, that's the comparison thing. Right. And it is like, because people do post both ends of the spectrum. Like I don't think anyone is portraying this perfect type one life. Because type, because how right. can you? <laughs> That's like the thing about being type one. It's like you can't you can't do it perfect. Yeah. So I I mean I go through phases and like I said I'm like way less active. I've actually like made a big effort to be less on social media this mm-hmm. year to the point where like I deleted the Facebook app off my phone because then I won't just go scroll mindlessly. And like my personal take on Facebook is that like there's way more ignorance and just like stuff that I don't want to be involved in versus like Instagram can be more of like a curated feed of like people I know and like brands that I know and like yeah. and and then like the diabetes stuff. So that's I where like agree with that. Instagram is so much more appealing. Um, but even, even that it's like the less I open it up and just scroll mindlessly through it, the more relevant posts are like actually show up to me. It's once I get to like the bottom of the barrel when I'm just like, Oh, I've been scrolling for like 10 minutes and right. I don't care about any of this. anymore. Right. Yeah. I definitely, definitely agree with that. And then this isn't a negative. This is actually a real positive, but <laughs> another one of the accounts that you showed me was Lauren Bongiorno. Yeah, like awesome. And I think through her social media stuff, I we both wound up taking a webinar last week, which was really interesting. And like, I, we kind of like drank the Kool-Aid a little bit and, <laughs> and, and bought the course. So I think that's something we'll probably be talking about yeah, soon. Yeah, definitely. But she, I mean, she posts... She has like her T1D tip Tuesday and like everything she posts, I'm just like, oh my God, taking screenshots of it and like sending it to my husband. Like, this is me, Uh (laughs) you know, like I feel like she does a good job of like putting into words some things that I I don't feel like I can really describe adequately sometimes. Totally. So that's where it's like, yes, there's a betterment aspect of it, but just like seeing yourself reflected back, even in ways that you didn't really like understand about yourself yet Mm -hmm. is always like interesting and helpful. Right. And I mean, that's kind of like when I post things too, I I hope that there's someone reading it and being like, oh my God, like she's literally like reading my mind right now or not to get off topic of the Lauren Bongiorno stuff that we're getting into, but like putting my pod in different places, like yes, the boob pod, which (laughs) (laughs) was definitely new. And I did have a few glasses of wine prior to that insertion, (laughs) but like my lower back, the back of my arm. All I knew was like, yeah, my stomach. That's like where I'm putting it. It's my stomach. And when I was first on the Omnipod, I had so many alarms and occlusions because there was so much scar tissue there from injections that like now I hardly ever put it on my stomach. Like I put it on like the outside of my thigh, the back of my arm. And those are like really my go-to, my go-to spots. Yeah. And like, I feel like if it wasn't for this Instagram account and following a bunch of other people and seeing like, oh my God, you can like, you can put it there. You can put it there. There's definitely some places where I'm like, all right, I'm not putting it there. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe in a year that'll change. But um, just another positive aspect of well, that. 
Yeah, and it's kind of like the hive mind of like, these are things that your doctor wouldn't really have insight into because I get like, and we've talked about this in the past, but I'm like, unless you have diabetes, you don't know. But it's like, unless you're talking to someone who's done it on their thigh or on their butt or whatever successfully, like I wouldn't know. And that's where like forums have been helpful and like the, the Reddit stuff for me. But like, yeah, it's like wherever you can find people with type one, like that's your best resource. Mm -hmm. To me, I think that's like a better resource a lot of times than, just like going to your doctor, you know? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we both ended up um, purchasing the Lauren Bongiorno. It's kind of like a package deal type thing. She created basically like different classes and mm-hmm. um, for insulin, how to increase your insulin sensitivity. Yep. And then also a seven-day blood sugar reset with a 12-week workout program. And when I bought it, I was like, oh, wow, it's like, it's like a lot of money that I'm like investing into this, which no offense. (laughs) And once I opened it up, I was like, I texted Millie. I was like, holy shit. Like (laughs) it's a lot of content and information and time and like experimenting that probably went into this. Like I totally get it. Yeah. I kind of waffled on it, like, right after we took the course. I was like, this was interesting. There were, like, definitely some things where I was like, I want more information on that. But it, like, annoys me that I have to, like, spend money on that. (laughs) But then I think about, like, all the stupid stuff that I spend money on. And I'm like, yes, I have a lot of issues with the healthcare system in general. Obviously, I'm like, this is something that, like, my insurance company should want me to take because then I'll have better numbers or whatever. But then I just, I ponied up. I know. I'm really excited. I I work in a restaurant, as you know, if you've listened to previous episodes. So I definitely want to do the seven-day blood sugar reset. And I want to commit to it on a week that I know I'm not working a lot. Just so I can, like, fully commit to the grocery shopping and the meals and the meal prepping and less outside temptations. And, you know, I really, really want to commit to it and see a difference and talk about it. Because... I can work out every day. I enjoy working out. I mean, once I'm like in the process of doing it, doing it and getting ready to do it is like a long process. But once I'm working out, I'm like, why does it always take me so long? Because (laughs) I feel so good. But, you know, nutrition for me, especially working in a restaurant has been such a struggle. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. And like, I am all for experimenting on my own body. And I think in the past couple of years, I've become much more willing to do that to the Mm -hmm. point where like, I've done a couple whole thirties. I like tried the keto diet, like paleo and like sort of like in and out of all these things and like trying to feel out what's good for me. And like, I'm always down to try something new and it's nice. like, this looks nice because it's like, here is exactly what you eat. Oh my God. It is so <laughs> spelled out for you. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, you don't know me, but um, <laughs> when I looked at the information, I was just like, yes, day by day, all the recipes. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but I would encourage you to go check it out because I it's seven days. Like, come on, I can commit to something for seven days that's sort of what I, I need to commit to something for seven days yeah like, and even if I like hate it or like it doesn't feel great like it's seven days right <laughs> like I've never been the person to completely 
cut something out of my diet. And that's probably why I don't see massive results in like my fitness goals and my health and my weight. But that's also probably a good thing because like, that's my biggest struggle is like, you know, I do keto for three weeks and I say, well, whatever, this isn't working. And then I throw in the towel and it's back to like, just eat whatever. If Mm -hmm. you do it in like an actual moderate way where you're not cutting out huge fruit grips, you're probably approaching it in the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and she does say in the, in like the description, you know, this is a seven day blood sugar reset. So this is like what you're cutting out for seven days, but then going forward, you know, you don't have to necessarily eliminate all of what she's talking about. Obviously I don't want to like give anything away. Like but you don't have to eliminate every single thing that she's having you eliminate during those seven days. Right. So it's like, yes, like, come on, Jolene. <laughs> seven days. Pull it together. Just do it. Yeah. Well, and that's similar to the philosophy behind the whole 30, which is like, this is not how you're supposed to eat forever. It's 30 days. It is an elimination diet. You reintroduce and see like what sits with you and what doesn't. So like, and seven days, I mean, is obviously right. way more And even if you did too. it like once, like the seven days, like even if you do it once every two months or three months or something, just as exactly what it's called, a seven day blood sugar reset. And I'm, I'm excited to to dive in. Definitely. And I'm curious to see like what, and to be fair, I've opened up the materials, but I have like done very little actual reading. I kind of skimmed it and was like, okay, this is, I'm going to have to like set aside time for this. Oh yeah. But I'm curious to see like really what the goals are because like obviously our goals with diabetes in general is like lower A1C, more time in control, but like what does a blood sugar reset really mean? Like, I don't really know exactly what that means, but like, again, I'm like, I'd love to even do like a basal rate check. You know, like every time I go to the doctor, we go, Ooh, we're going to tweak this, tweak this, tweak this. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like if I eat my meals at different times, I skipped lunch today and then I like couldn't go for my normal afternoon (coughs) run, you know? So, and my dog's barking, so. It is fun. Um, so that'll definitely be some upcoming podcast material. We'll be kind of giving our review, obviously not giving any info away because you definitely need to go like check her out and, um, you know, see if that would be something that you're interested in. So we definitely have some upcoming material for you. Yeah. Yeah, And I think like I would love, I have probably six or seven like diabetes accounts that I follow now, but I would love to hear like who is interesting that you guys are listening to and following Mm -hmm. and like, you know, if there's anyone out there who's super insightful that you think we should know about, love to hear from you. Or if you're interested in like being a guest on our show, please reach out. Yeah. We had (laughs) Megan, um, a couple episodes ago and like, it was awesome. It was just so nice to like have someone with like a totally fresh perspective. Not that like, (laughs) <laughs> not that our ideas are old and tired, but it was just like nice to have like someone else here. And, and it's always that, like that feeling of connection of just like, Oh, mm-hmm. there are, there are more people like us. So yes. If you have a topic or you want to come talk or you want to come tell us we're totally wrong about social media and it's evil, like <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yes. Again, my Instagram is my first name, Jalene, J-I-L-L-E-E-N-T-1-D. And then we have a Facebook page for our podcast as well. Yeah, it's called Just Betis, J-U-S-T space apostrophe B-E-T-E-S. Um, and that's where we post all the podcast episodes. But, you know, I'm not a big Facebook user. So if anyone has any advice on <laughs> how else to get it out there, well, let me know. I mean, if you're listening, feel free to share. 
Yeah, definitely share. We really appreciate everyone's feedback so far, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And as always, feel free to connect with us on social media. You can email any feedback or topic ideas to justbeatus at gmail.com. That's J-U-S-T-B-E-T-E-S at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Just Beat Us or follow Jalene's T1 Journey at at Jalene T1D at J-I-L-L-E-E-N T1D.